0: The following program contains material that may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised.
1: You are listening to Quote on the Macabre.
0: Hello, and welcome to Quote on the Macabre. I'm Katie Adkins. I'm Hunter Moore. And we are going to be talking about Lake Lanier. This episode will be a little different because we were only talking about just this one lake instead of like our ludicrous lake monsters where we're like, here's a bunch of monsters and a bunch of lakes. Also wanted to go ahead and let you guys know that this topic will be covering a lot of deeply upsetting racist history. There's no really great way to sugarcoat that. So if that's something that you feel will upset you or be triggering for you, just want to give you a big ol' big old warning. Just a heads up. Just a heads up. It's going to get really grim, really dark, really not okay, um, but it is important people know the history of this
1: lake. It's important because we've both lived within an hour of the lake our whole lives. And never knew. And only recently learned about this so I think I think some of us should be getting a little more upset
0: even when I've been even when I was googling Lake Lanier like it still wasn't coming up this the whole history of this lake is still not like common knowledge to most people. I, th- I think most people are learning about it through like TikTok and YouTube videos and stuff. I learned a little bit of it, I think, during 2020 when I was just like on online a lot. But even as a kid, like my family and I, we had a boat. Like we would go all of the time, and I remember every once in a while to have a friend with me who was just like their railroad tracks at the bottom of the water, and I and that would kind of freak me out because I have that like sub mechanicophobia thing yeah yikes I was like don't want to envision that hate that (laughs) and then they were like and there's houses and I was like no there's not you're just saying that to scare me like I didn't
1: really like it didn't make sense to me as a kid my friend growing up um, her family had a lake house on Lake Lanier and they had a boat and we would go a lot during the weekends I remember specifically we would, like, there were summers where the lake, the water level would get really, really low, and we would have to walk through the mud on the shore to get to the dock because the water level had gone down so much, and I hated it. It was the nastiest. There was, like, all this trash in the mud. It's just a trashy lake. I, I never heard any of those rumors or anything until until recently probably within the last three years or so
0: um i found a bunch of articles about just all the deaths and the drownings and the ghosts yeah. and the sightings and like that like that's what comes up when i google Lake Lanier is all of that
1: well i think part of that is um the show ozark it's filmed there right It's filmed there as like the creepy lake where people die I don't I haven't watched the show but I think that has brought some attention to it and that makes sense I read somewhere that since 1990 something the amount of like deaths and stuff has gone up so I think it also just became more and just with like social media and like I think it just became more common knowledge I guess that like shit happens there (laughs) if you want to go into uh, a little bit more of the history we're about to get it's about to be sad town sad sadsville sad is putting it there's no way to make this funny there it should not be funny just researching it was very depressing but it felt very important all of the um sources i found were like local newspapers or like obscure history websites and there was like one or two CNN articles, but they were very like, "Ooh, a spooky lake," not yeah. necessarily the nitty gritty like stuff, the the dark history of it. So it it was it was tricky. But um, Lake Lanier is within an hour of Atlanta, yeah. just for geography reference. So let's. Go back to just before 1912. There were nearly 1,100 Black residents in Forsyth County, um, which is just north of Atlanta. 58 of those residents were landowners of the Black residents. According to the Digital Library of Georgia, 109 Black residents paid the farm tax, which meant that they rented or owned farms. So these are working, successful people, making a living, doing their thing. 1912, you said? hmm A lot of them
0: are probably, like, previously enslaved too that's close enough to being freed
1: very much so so they're really starting to live their own lives um agriculture was huge in the area people envied the agriculture of the area because there were all of these agricultural events like bull weevil infestations that would wipe out like entire crops for the entire year and stuff but the farmers in this area and the land were able to withstand a lot of those things the area was very sought after so other black residents who weren't farming um, worked as craftsmen or other laborers. A 1908 Georgia school census shows that 316 children of color were enrolled in public school in Forsyth. So they're becoming educated, they're working hard, they're doing their thing. And historic records make it very clear that this was a thriving, successful community and it, it really had that sense of community. Everyone knew each other, they all supported each other. Um, and this mainly stemmed from strong faith organizations from churches. Local pastors were community leaders, advocates for black residents. The black population, it was about 10% of the county. The rest was white, but that is still a significant portion of the um, population. And because they were doing well, this made all of the white people very uneasy. God forbid people of color be successful. One subscriber of the Gainesville Times wrote a letter to the paper expressing concern that some white children of farmers who were not attending school may be ineligible to vote while black people or black children who were attending school would be eligible. So basically they were like, wow, those black kids are getting too smart. We could send our kids to school too, but No, we'll just stop their children from being successful, not focus on making all children successful. Holy shit. Yeah. um, So this is just blatant racism. It it was really only escalating. It was only going to get worse. In September of 1912, there were two alleged assaults against white women um, that were reported in the county. Alleged is a very key word here. Very to kill a mockingbird. These events were ultimately the beginning of the quote, racial cleansing, what, of Forsyth County. Now I see why that county is so flippin' white. Like, just saying those words, just like, I hate it. Uh, (laughs) So, the first alleged assault took place on September 5th. White woman reported that two black men had assaulted her. By September 7th, Sheriff William Reed had arrested two men, and days later, the body of 18-year-old Sleedy May Crow, a white woman, was found in the woods near Oscarville. Oscarville is the town where Lake Lanier is now. It was a town... Now it's a lake. It's in Forsyth County. Several black residents were named as suspects for the alleged rape and murder. Among those arrested were Ernest Knox, Oscar Daniel, and Robert Edwards, all young black men. Knox was brought to Gainesville and reportedly confessed to the crime. According to the Gainesville News, I think we all can agree that he was likely coerced into it. It's not like the police have a history of coercing confessions out of young black men or anything. Who's who's to say? But it's likely that it was coerced. And there's definitely no actual proof of anything. He confesses. He implicates pretty much everyone that they have. Trials are held. The trials, uh, the juries for these trials were all white. So really a jury of your peers... Um, the the odds were just stacked against them from the very beginning. They never had a chance. One of the boys' mothers ended up have, or sisters had to testify against them or something to avoid also being incarcerated. Like, yeah, it was it was just a, a fucking. Fucking mess. In what some might call an extremely pitiful effort to provide safety for the prisoners, Knox, who had confessed, was transferred to a jail in Atlanta, so outside of Forsyth County, um, while the remaining suspects stayed at the jail in Forsyth. Once Knox and the rest were incarcerated, Rumors started swirling that black residents of Oscarville threatened to, quote, dynamite the town if there were any lynchings. Dynamite what town? Oscarville. They would dynamite their own town. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> they would blow up their own town.
1: Yep. Um, what? Yeah, so... First of all, it doesn't make sense. Also, again, just with the history, white people being violent towards black people, it was likely a rumor started by white people as an excuse to persecute black people. Not that they really needed an excuse, but it gave them some level of, like reason, I guess. None none of it makes sense and it's clearly just all ruses and excuses, but regardless, that's what got reported in the papers and those rumors really got spread around despite Knox being transferred to a safe so to speak, prison in Atlanta, a mob of angry white residents gathered outside of the jails. In Forsyth, uh, the mob seized Edwards, who was a 24-year-old farmhand, beat him to death, and he was then hung from a telephone pole in the town square. Hundreds, potentially thousands of people gathered to watch. Records say have different numbers, but regardless, it was a fuck ton of people. It was also reported that people were shooting bullets into the body. So, ju- just just full unapologetic desecration of a human being. At this time, Public hangings were against state law. Authorities had built a barrier around the platform. um, But the night before the hanging, it had been burned down. So anyone could see it. And weirdly, the town sheriff just wasn't there that day. I don't know. Got other stuff to do, I suppose. So that happened. Knox and Daniel, the other two um, suspects, were also lynched. Brutally murdered take a deep breath. Yeah, I didn't
0: realize there was so much to it. I just thought it was like white people are racist, we don't like black people. Oh, this town's doing well, we don't like it. Flood it. Like I thought like in my brain like that was the whole story.
1: It it gets it stays there's more. Yeah, like my my chest literally feels it's the it's that weird thing where it's like, I feel like I have a duty to learn about these things, to educate myself and hopefully other people about what has happened in our country and in our state, in our city. It feels important, but it it is not easy. So let's get back into it. (laughs) These events started... A massive wave of violence directed towards the black community. Mobs threatened residents and fired guns into homes. Quote, night riders were um, white residents who came through at night on horseback, burned down homes, and threw explosives into nearby buildings. To the KKK? Basically. This is according to archived reporting by the Gainesville News and the... Delanaga Nugget, the Delanaga Nugget, the Delanaga Nugget. Someone named that premier newspaper of Delanaga. Anyways, I just wanted to throw that in there. I'm assuming they mean like a gold nugget, but we aren't really where the gold rush was. That's kind of across the country. The open hostilities towards Black people drove nearly every single Black person out of Forsyth County and into surrounding areas. Um, Families that owned prosperous farms, thriving businesses, completely uprooted, typically having to leave almost everything behind. And so Forsyth County became pretty much only white people there were a couple people left not many it's like still white people according to elliot jaspin a historian and journalist about 24 of the black landowners in forsyth county at the time were able to sell their land the other properties have no record of sale um, and it is widely believed that the abandoned land was simply taken by the white residents that was 1912 So the black people who fled Forsyth County um, went to the surrounding counties and surrounding towns, which is notable because um, Lake Lanier covered a lot of the areas that the black people fled to. God. They were first uprooted because of racism and violence, and then they were uprooted again for... Racism and violence? uh, Being in the way? Yeah, being in the way. Quote, unquote, unquote. Being in the way. So, uh, just, yeah. So, we fast forward to 1947. In April, the Georgia Industrial Bureau met with the Chamber of Commerce and decided to greenlight construction of the Buford Dam.
0: Wait. So, the ruining of Oscarville had nothing to do with the construction of the lake? No. I did not know that i thought that the whole reason why they destroyed the town was to create a lake
1: no they chose that area specifically because it had remained rural and undeveloped after all of the thriving black people left basically because it became this like sorry like wasteland of white people not many people are living here was we'll build a lake and tell those people to leave. The Buford Dam got green-lighted. They built the dam and then built up, built up, built up, made a lake. All right then. Um, but some of the some of the pictures I have are really bon- bonkers. Once the project was started, um, some residents sold their land. Willingly. Um, but many of the families in North Georgia held their homes and their land really close to their heart. You know, the land had been handed down through the family for generations. Um, So a lot of people did not want to just give up their land and move their entire family, which seems pretty reasonable to me personally. Several residents started civil action lawsuits against the government and refused to leave their homes. This did not work out well for them. A quote from one historian states, quote, they had to remove someone by force. They had to go in there with the sheriff and say, you have to leave. You don't have a choice. That's what happened in the most recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. You could either go along with it and get some money for your land, or you could not go along with it and be forcibly removed. project was eventually completed. The lake was opened. The lake, initially intended for flood control, water supply, and hydroelectric power, is not for recreational purposes. Before the lake was finished... And despite warnings from the Army Corps of Engineers who built the lake saying that it was dangerous to swim because of floating debris and other structures sitting at the bottom of the lake, people would still swim in it. So before the lake was even finished, people were swimming in it. Reports of people swimming who would snag their clothes on the tops of trees that were just below the surface of the water. The Army Corps of Engineers, like, you guys, like, guys, there's a bunch of shit in this lake maybe don't. Why are you doing this? And then Georgians are like, but it's hot. But it's hot. But I'm hot and sweaty. Hot. This feels nice. So today, the lake is immensely popular. It sees millions of tourists every year. There are resorts on the lake. There is- a There's a called. Margaritaville. Margaritaville. There is a Margaritaville, Um, which I would honestly love to go to. Just to visit the Margaritaville? Just to- say I've been
0: is it it's a margaritaville like restaurant or like one of those places that old people stay at I don't even know it's a hospitality company for like old people right I thought it was like a fan like the world's fanciest like old folks home (laughs) oh my god I was wrong it's like hotels and resorts I really thought it was like a themed old folks home I'm not even kidding (laughs) I'm literally not joking (laughs) I was like, old people love to go to Margaritaville because it's like the most (laughs) fun retirement center. I'm screaming. I
1: really, I can't believe I, I can't believe I thought that. Why on Lake Lanier? I know. That's what's so weird to me about it. Like wedding venues and stuff on this
0: nasty ass lake. (laughs) There's so many old people in Forsyth County. Forsyth County. Like everyone I know who grew up there left. Like it's just
1: older people. It's old people and a lake. That's it. That's it. If one were to look underneath the water into the murky depths, um, one would still find a racetrack. 20 cemeteries, which they say that the bodies of these cemeteries were disinterred and moved to other places that weren't going to be flooded by water. If you actually think that the government took the time to, like, respect human remains and make sure that every single body got moved. Especially for a lake where they were
0: like, no one will should swim in this.
1: Yeah, especially where they were like, oh, we'll just leave stuff at the bottom of it. Then you would be wrong. They forgot about
0: the wa- the, the body of water to human dead body ratio that humans are willing to swim in. There's a dead body to water ratio in Lake Lanier apparently is proof of that because like you wouldn't jump in a pool with a dead body, Mm -mm. but we know, we know they're there in Lake Lanier and here we are.
1: I think it's what, like 27 unidentified, or no, 27 bodies that they know are in the lake that they just haven't found yet. They know that there are bodies. They're in there somewhere. They haven't come up anywhere yet. But these are like new bodies, not from the cemetery. People who've drowned since. But anyway, so there's still 20 cemeteries, concrete structures cars, heavy machinery were really interested in seeing these things and wanted to scuba dive in Lake Lanier. You can, but the visibility in the water is one foot. You can see one. So if you stuck your hand in front of you, you wouldn't be able to see your hand. I have a question. So are there, there's like full buildings in the lake? Anything that they thought could float, they took away. So if a building was concrete, they just left it. Do you know if there is a full church under the water?
0: I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. When I googled, is there a church under Lake Lanier, no results. All it said was, here are churches you can visit around Lake Lanier. And I was like,
1: no, like under the water. If you really, I know you wouldn't want to do this, but if someone really wanted to like, no pun intended, but dive deep into YouTube, there are tons of videos of people who have um, gone to the bottom of the lake and seen all kinds of stuff. By the way, that is also why when someone drowns and if they
0: don't immediately float or resurface, why it's like almost futile to search for them is because when you dive, you only have a foot of vision. So if someone drowns and disappears, like they're gone. Yeah. like you, There's no searching for them, like of, unless you're
1: insanely lucky. Literally part of my, I have a general fear of like large bodies of water. It's a healthy fear. Right. Um, Part of that, I strongly suspect, comes from when I would go to Lake Lanier as a kid with my friend. When you would be in the water, when you get in the water, you can't see yourself in the water. Like, not all of you. It's not like a pool where you can see your whole body. Like, if something touches your foot, you don't know what it was.
0: And I don't like that. A lot of people claim to feel what they believe to be limbs in the water. Like, that was something people claim. Like, they'll be swimming and they'll just feel like something brush up against them. And, like, it could have been a fish. It could have been something.
1: Okay, but when there's what, 27 like dead bodies in a lake? Yeah. When there's 27 dead bodies in a lake, just hanging out. Before we move on. Yeah, so Lake Lanier is basically just a bunch of water on top of. An area of land that saw so much racism, a bunch of, actually a bunch of, uh, like, uh, Civil War battle sites are under the lake. So, uh, it's actually, the lake, I believe, is named after, it'll say he's a poet. Sydney Lanier? Sydney Lanier. He was a poet. But then if you look a little more, he was also a Confederate soldier. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he was definitely a Confederate soldier, um... He's he's more well known for his poetry and songwriting. Still a Confederate soldier. You know what? I think it's a
0: really important... I think it's super fucking important to note that there were civil war war battle sites underneath that lake because it completely gets rid of that stupid fucking argument about like taking down confederate monuments and stuff like that because it's history and it's just like no you literally drowned some of your history you so put a whole fucking, fucking lake on top and of your so history fucking important to you yeah take down the stupid fucking statue yeah take down the monuments yeah take down the bullshit take down the bullshit <laughs> and if you want to preserve the history which is fine put it in a museum pick it all up and
1: put it in a museum stop it and yet all of the neo-nazis are now here in america shocking shocking i hate it leave i have so many feelings it's a lot of emotion and they're mostly all really bad and heavy it's just such a weird juxtaposition of things all in one place that's
0: part of why I wanted to make that TikTok was the juxtaposition of the vibe and feel of everyone at the lake to like actual facts around about the lake, about the lake. Yeah, <laughs> where it was like, the whole point is that is to make you uncomfortable. Very you uncomfortable. should all be very We should all be very uncomfortable. Like I think this past weekend is probably I think it's the last time I'm ever going to go like in and around the lake.
1: I, I just like knowing what I know about the lake. I just don't want to go there.
0: Yeah, what's really unfortunate is that like what Georgia did with Lake Lanier is not like revolutionary. Like other places had already done this.
1: There's a- there's actually a, um, when I was doing my research, there were a couple, there's a couple different books um, and documentaries about this exact thing that happened at Lake Lanier happening all over the country.
0: But uh, Lake Lanier is right now considered the most controversial and haunted lake in
1: America. I know. Um, my favorite murder talked about it. Really? Um, morbid. Uh, the podcast talked. They did an episode on it. Lore just did an episode. Also, I'm pretty convinced that Disney
0: made a movie inspired by uh, an event that happened at Lake Lanier. The movie Susie Q. I'm like not a hundred percent because it's not like super unheard of, but it was enough that I was like, you know what? This has sounded like that Disney Channel original movie from 1996, Susie Q, that I watched a lot as a kid. Okay, so this is actually the story of the lady in the lake or of the lake at Lake Lanier in April 1958, Susie Roberts and Delia Parker Young, Susie. Oh, so the lake was like brand new. Her name was Susie. Susie Q. Susie. By the way, uh, on their way to a local dance in a light blue Ford sedan. A local Uh, dance. Susie was in a fancy blue dress. Uh, They were never seen again. No one knows what happened. Last they were saw seen was I think at a gas station, and that's it. So they just drove off. As far as anyone knows, they just were never seen again. They just vanished. They just vanished. Oh, my God. Um, However, everyone did know that the route that they took would take them over the Jerry D. Jackson Bridge, which crosses over Lake Lanier. Eighteen months after the disappearance, a fisherman at the lake came across a very decomposed body of a woman near the bridge. The coroner couldn't pinpoint an exact cause of death, which is a little sus, but the body had definitely been submerged underwater for some time, and she was missing both of her hands oh my god which isn't like the craziest thing because decomposed bodies like your hands and feet are kind of the first to go also if there was any fish that nibbled on her that sort of thing the catfish the
1: catfish
0: the the size of 12 year old in that lake by the way it was man-made someone threw a catfish in there well they put they put fish in there on purpose why for fishing they were like here's this lake don't use it for recreational purposes but here's some fish for you like what the (laughs)
1: fuck <laughs> i didn't even think about that <laughs> why are there don't fishing? go in it
0: it's got debris it's gross but you can fish that's fun <laughs>
1: like, what the fuck i that didn't even occur to me
0: <laughs> everyone saw this body and immediately was like it's delia parker young And at this point, people had already been seeing a ghost. So after the wreck, people had started seeing a ghost of a woman in a blue dress on the bridge. And everyone, after finding the body, was like, it's Delia. But here's the thing. Delia wasn't the one wearing the blue dress. Susie was the one who went to the dance wearing the blue dress. But for years, everyone was like, it's the ghost of Delia. Like, they, like, combined them in their brains or something. Okay. But some people also claim they saw a woman with no hands. Like, the ghost had no...
1: The ghost did not have hands. Okay, that's also insanely specific.
0: And then some people say they saw a woman in a blue dress also missing hands. Like, sometimes they combine them. You know, years pass. Delia's, you know, legend grows because she's the one whose body was found. Nobody ever found Susie's body. And nobody ever found the
1: car either. I wonder why they thought the body was Delia when both Susie and Delia... Well, at this point... They are suspecting
0: homicide and like maybe they crashed their car somewhere. Maybe they were taken somewhere. Maybe the car was driven off like and someone did something to these women and threw them in the lake. Like no one really knows. That's why it was important that they couldn't really determine cause of death. Also, they they weren't going to the lake. They were going to a dance. They were just yeah. driving over a bridge and there yeah. was like from what they could tell like it didn't seem like there are signs of a car crash that they knew of. But yeah, they can't find the car. So they just didn't associate it as, like, the lake. This became a huge local legend, huge local myth. Uh, visiting the old bridge actually became a rite of passage at Dawsonville High School. Um, as generations of just kids would just, like, speed by in search of, like, the lady of Lake Lanier. Like, people would try to go ghost sighting for her and stuff like that. They'd hang out around... Like, the bridge area where the body was found, because the body was found just under the bridge. What's interesting is that the way people cite seeing her is that it seemed more to be of, like, a residual haunting. Like, an apparition where it, it, they describe it as, like, it looks like they're watching a recording of somebody lost in your repetitive emotions, if that makes sense. Like, reliving an event. That's so fascinating. Yeah, according to paranormal experts, residual hauntings are most often found at the location of a traumatic event where the energy of heightened emotions are fused to the fabric of a place. So come November of 1990, the city decided to renovate the old bridge. At that point, it was very old and dangerous, and they were like, this should be wider. It was very narrow, and uh, so construction workers, you know, were just digging up the bottom... Of the lake around it, like on the edges and everything, Mm -hmm. and they made a very startling discovery. They found an entire 1954 light blue Ford sedan. Inside of it was a skeleton in a blue dress. (laughs) Shut up! Shut up! She was still in the car. And at this point in time, the lady in the blue dress existed as a legend of everyone thinking it was Delia, where in 1990 confirmed Susie was still wearing the blue dress. And that's part of why everyone knows the color of this dress and who was wearing it. Because they used dental records to identify Susie's body. Oh. Also, apparently Susie still had living relatives.
1: Well, that makes, that makes that makes me happy that their family got some closure closure and answers as much closure as you can get but the, with the whole history of this lake like any sort of like hauntings or whatever i feel like are just immediately five million times more likely because so i feel like this lake just has such bad there's juju so there's so
0: much bad juju that's not all wait there's more no, <laughs> no. <laughs> i mean i'm not on this particular Story, but oh. like, there's just more stories, more bad juju, more more, more bad juju stories. Um, however, this whole event in 1990 made national news, so I decided to rewatch the beginning of Susie Q. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, is this the same car too? Is it? Okay. It's close. It's not quite. I was like, I for some reason, in my my brain was like, was that car in that movie light blue? Because suzy Q wears a pink dress. Mm-hmm. It's Susie Q and Johnny Angel. Johnny Angel she turns at one point and goes I love you Johnny Angel and he's like I love you too Susie Q and it's very <laughs> Disney Channel 1996 so anyways uh the movie is a girl in 1955. Getting ready for her winter formal, she and her boyfriend get into a car accident on a bridge over a lake in their red Ford sedan. I looked up. I looked up so many
1: photos of Ford sedans to be able to try to match the model. To be fair, I feel like (laughs) probably everyone in the '50s had a Ford sedan, and
0: they all look the fucking same. Yeah. And her name was Susie, Ah. and they're on their way to a dance bridge over a lake. But and then and then she's a ghost because the rest of the movie is how Ghost Susie becomes friends with a boy in the nineties. So, anyways, uh that is the history of the blue lady in the water. You can look up more sightings if you'd like. This could be unrelated haunting or related haunting. A lot of people kind of throw these hauntings into under one umbrella, but people have said they have seen hands reaching out of the water like they're trying to grab for someone to pull under or something that could also have just been totally made up but uh people have said they've felt hands and that they have felt like someone was grabbing and pulling them like there are survivors who say this yeah. people have also said that they felt like in their boats that they like hit something in the water only for nothing to actually be there
1: and there was like no damage to like the there's no damage to them, but they felt
0: like they hit something yeah
1: see my thing is like if i've I feel like I would know the difference between someone, something grabbing me or like a hand It's a like, very specific feeling. I feel like that is a very different feeling from just like a slimy fish. There's been boats that capsized
0: for seemingly no reason. That, stuff like that is crazy to is me. It's scary. Also the rogue waves. Which, and this is something I have, like, noticed and witnessed and been like, that's weird. And it literally happened on Saturday where I was just, like, there was no boats around, but all of a sudden there'd be large waves. And I was like, that's weird. And it's I just probably assumed. Probably the catfish. I just assumed it was, like, some sort of kinetic chain reaction of some boat far away. Like, I
1: didn't know. I, you okay, know? well, like, so killer whales. Hear me out. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Killer whales will work as a team to create waves to knock seals off of icebergs and into the water. So what if catfish, the catfish have evolved oh, man. in this weird into toxic whales. water to be smart enough to coordinate their movements to create a wave to capsize the boat so that they can eat the humans? Maybe. Just a thought.
0: You know what? They've developed a taste for flesh due to all the bodies in the water. They want more. This is actually Piranha 3D. It's like Lanier. Watch out. We've solved it. Watch out. So many of the drowning cases have been very close to shore with strong swimmers and in calm conditions.
1: Um, Close to shore?
0: Yeah, like a lot of drownings, like people were like near the shore and they just disappeared. Some swimmers who have almost drowned but survived have told a feeling of like they were being pulled underwater or held under by unseen hands. Um, Or some people have even said that they just had their air suddenly leave their lungs and just have complete exhaustion when they were previously just fine. Some have said that they've seen hands coming out of the water. I've already said that. Some, and this one really creeped me out, don't like it. Some have sworn they have heard the ringing of the church bell that lies underneath the lake, almost like it's mourning and calling to the dead.
1: I don't, I don't fuck around with bells. Mm-mm. That's why I was like, is there a no. church hunter?
0: <laughs> Do no. we know if
1: it's there? A, a,
0: a, a big brass bell is heavy enough that they wouldn't have removed it it yeah. would sink to the bottom. Oh, that would be so creepy. So the deadliest day at Lake Lanier was Christmas in 1964. Christmas?
1: It was Christmas Day. Of 1964. 1964. We hadn't gone to the moon
0: yet. We had not. <laughs> Sorry. Our frame of reference for time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and this is like not even a full decade yet after Susie yeah. So it's about six years later. Um, so two families, the Browns and the Rogers, who were spending Christmas together, um, were crossing the two-mile bridge. Oh, dif- different- at the lake. Isn't See, that there?
1: sounds so nice. I think they actually
0: lived by the lake. Maybe, maybe that was the situation. This is a different bridge from Susie and Delia, by the way. Okay. So uh, they were crossing the two-mile bridge on Highway 141 and and both families were in one car, which is a hazard because there were 11 of them. In one car? 11 of them piled into one car. Maybe it's one of those, like, kind of, like, van Mormon vans. Yeah. Things, you know? Yeah. It's possible kids are sitting in each other's laps. That That's sort of thing. That's true. You know? And, it's,
1: and if it's around a lake, like, you know how some people will, like, right in the back of a pickup truck or something i
0: looked up actual just like news reports from this to get this information um and none of them not i didn't see anyone mention the maker model of the car the driver lost control who was mr brown and the whole car ended up in the water there was 11 people total adults and children seven died five of those seven were children and two were adults Um, they were on their way. This is really precious and sad. They were on their way to pick apples to add to their holiday meal that night. They were going to go apple picking. According to published reports in 1964, the car clipped a guardrail, hit a power pole so hard that it snapped in half and flipped into Lake Lanier. Passerbys stopped and jumped out of their car, jumped into the lake to try to save the families and recover uh. bodies. So there was people jumping out of their cars to, like, help this, these families, like, get out of yeah. the water and stuff. And at that point, they were just helping recover the bodies. Um, I think a lot of the, I think some of the kids died on impact. I'm not sure. I don't think it was, like, all fully drowning because it seemed like a pretty rough wreck before they so the got car, into the water.
1: The car hit. A telephone pole it hit a
0: guardrail and then a telephone pole but it hit the telephone pole so hard that the telephone pole snapped in half
1: imagine it just like spinning okay and then it spun off the bridge yeah okay yeah i guess most of them probably would have been the impact from the telephone pole right of would have killed them before getting into the water
0: witnesses there's no proof because mr brown is one of the ones who died and i think they just didn't want to like do into it because it's sad overall But witnesses apparently believe that the driver, Mr. Brown, was drunk from drinking that Christmas morning. But that's just what witnesses say. That's not on the official report. That's why I feel like they live there and these people knew Mr. Brown and, like, knew he drank a lot or something. It it doesn't sound
1: like they're out-of-town people.
0: So about 10 million people visit Lake Lanier every year, which is about the same number as the Louvre. In France, <laughs> by the way, I'm sorry. What? Yep, you heard me. As you many heard me. People you
1: heard me who visit the Louvre, visit Lake Lanier yes. yearly. That just blew my mind. The tr- triangle. Oh the my triangle. god. The triangle. Yep. The big triangle in France.
0: What? That I. Mm-hmm. However, the lake's popularity does not explain the high number of fatalities. Lake Alatoona, 40 miles to the west, receives close to the same number of visitors every year, but has only one-third of the deaths that Lake Lanier has. A huge difference. And the deaths are all usually centered around drownings and motor accidents, whether it be by car or boat. You're gonna you have a body of water, someone's gonna drown. Many of the drownings at Lake Lanier have been under mysterious circumstances. What do I mean by that? So one of the first like, what the fuck drownings was this, it was a grown man. He was a strong swimmer and he just dove down and never resurfaced. Like he just dove in the water. He just never came back up. And his
1: whole family was like, what the fuck? That's me. When you dive in the water, even if You get a cramp or you run out of air or something. You float up to the top.
0: You would resurface. You float
1: up to the top. He did not. You
0: don't just then sink. He disappeared. Naturally. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Another one was there. these two young girls who both knowingly could not swim. They're really young. they were playing on the shore by a bank. Their dads were nearby fishing. And so they were just kind of standing and waiting. And it said they said that it looked like all of a sudden as if the floor just dropped from underneath them. And they both just sank and
1: didn't they couldn't find them for an hour. Okay, that I have a theory. One thing that makes Lake Lanier so dangerous. I heard this in a YouTube video that the Department of Natural Resources released. The so Lake Lanier is eroding rapidly. Very very rapidly. The shoreline is Consistently is deteriorating. That why it
0: looks like the water level is low? It's just that the show
1: shore has deteriorated so much that it looks like the water level's low. That's part of it. You'll see a tree, and then underneath you'll see the roots, but there's like no dirt or anything underneath it. But the whole lake is just sinking basically they were saying like you could be walking out in what feels like shallow water and then in one step the shoreline could drop three nine ten feet what threw me off straight down about these two little girls though is that i always
0: feel like when someone's drowning they're like struggling to stay above the water i feel like it's so different when you just drop especially as a little girl you'd float and it took an hour to find their bodies like that that tells me maybe maybe their foot got stuck in some sort of sand sinkhole that drug them down like i think that i i'm not a scientist i think that's something that can happen yeah yeah there's also another tale about two swimmers they were swimming across a cove Mm -hmm. like they swam across were fine decided to swim back and both of them halfway through just got completely exhausted. So exhausted they just couldn't move anymore and one drowned one was rescued and so he like explained what happened and it, he said that it was like crazy. It was like they were fine and then all of a sudden they just weren't and it's tales like that that make people be like it's haunted, it's cursed, the lake itself kills people and honestly I'm convinced I'm hella convinced that place is fucking haunted. I'm not going
1: back there. With everything that has happened not only before the lake was there, there's a little baby deer. Sorry. Oh yeah, there's little there's baby deer outside my window. This I wanna see baby deer outside my windows. Oh they're great. They just like to hang out and chill. I love you. Anyways, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just I was like, ooh. Um, yeah. What it I feels think?
0: like living on the Hellmouth. Yes. Lake Lanier. Yes. <laughs> feels like I it live next the to hell- the Hellmouth.
1: Yes. It's just like so many things happened before the lake was there. So many things happened while the lake has been there. A little too coincidental. A little sus. For my taste. It is, it's a lot sus awful awful history that like nobody knows about also yeah what the fuck's up with that i mean i if it wasn't for the internet i never would have learned probably well it's the same thing with like the um the atlanta um missing and murdered children from the 80s like i didn't know about any of that until recently that dozens of children were murdered in the city and no one knows who did it really. Like how 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 did I grow up in the city and not know that? And and I mean of course you're not going to tell your child like, "Hey, guess what? Like a bunch of kids were murdered here." But you would think that like in I don't know, Georgia history class or like I had a whole class about the history of Atlanta, you would think that that would be talked about. But guess what race these children were? Mostly black children. Jesus, it's it's that same thing. It's that thing where it's like we don't want to talk about this because it's hard and sad, and we're like low key ashamed of it. But that's not the way to you don't to pretend go about it never that. Happened. You acknowledge it and you then talk you, about it. You, and you tell be better. people about it. Yeah, yeah. Either it was Gainesville or Dawsonville or one of one of the villes where Lake Lanier is now, they put a memorial in place for Oscarville, where um, Edwards, the the um, 24-year-old boy or man who was um, very, very brutally murdered um, on the site where he was killed, they have a memorial there now. And like descendants of people who Lost their land in the process of Lake Lanier being built. Um, there's a memorial for that too. I've, it still doesn't feel. I mean, it'll never be enough. Nothing will ever be enough. Having conversations about it and making it more well known is is a good start. I just think it's really important. Like it sucks, but it's important. Yeah, my tummy grow. My tummy agrees. <laughs> it's me, <being> like, <laughs> like very loudly. <laughs> well i don't really know how to wrap up after i don't know that. how to wrap
0: this up so basically uh thank you guys for listening um also uh if you guys i guess came from the tiktok we posted like thanks for checking us out and being willing to yeah. listen to the whole
1: history and the whole story this has been a heavy episode um but i hope i hope that we did it some level of
0: justice i hope so too all right we're just gonna end it here anyways just thanks for listening i hope that this you learned a lot from this
1: we're gonna post some pictures other than that keep it creepy keep it creepy keep it creepy bye
0: Intro music by Richie Gacer from The Phantom Friends. They're pretty good. Give them a listen.